You're a wizard, Harry. Book Club for the Order of the Phoenix with Ajaya Shrestha, Sarah Tompkins, and I'm Michael DeMauro. This week, our 100th episode, we discuss Chapter 6, The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. We talk about the Black Family Tree, and the battle for the Quizich Cup continues. And we're back for week six. It is. It's week six, and uh, it's gonna we're gonna kick it off with me and Sarah. Bajaya, keep your trap shut. <laughs> Rude. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Michael and Sarah, and not Bajaya. <laughs> Bajaya. <laughs> Who is the secret keeper for the Order of the Phoenix? Ding ding ding. Michael. It's Dumbledore. <laughs> it is. Nice job. Yeah, what are you doing? He rang in so fast. I'm like, I guess I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so nervous. Okay, continue. I, but he rang in so fast. How was I supposed like to? Like lightning. Understand? It was like lightning. He was it was like, like it was like lightning. heat lightning or grease lightning. That's two. Just like John Travolta. All right, Sarah, it's me, you and me again. It, but it's really just you, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. You're going to get this point because you said that now. All right, ladies. What plant did Neville get for his birthday? Oh, I know this. Uh, beep? <laughs> yes. A bubo tuber? No. God damn it. I know it. I know you it. Uh, I know it. I'm going to guess, Michael. Let me guess. All right, Sarah, um, what is your guess? <laughs> he got a rose. <laughs> I don't have any idea. I have, seriously, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, Michael, do you know what it is? Isn't it like a, uh, oh, God, like a Mimbalus Mimbletonian? Yeah! Yes, it is! Yeah. You don't get any points, though, so shut your trap! It is the Mimbulus Mimbletonia. I wanted to do a loser off again. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are really good at this. No, I just, like, I literally, this book is so... um, It's so long. It's so long. I feel like it's so repressed. It's very emo. Yeah, I feel like it really, I feel like it it resonated with the Sarah that listened to Linkin Park very loudly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is peak goth. That Sarah remembers Linkin Park lyrics better than she remembers this book. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Tiebreaker. Is this the tiebreaker question, so no points? Tiebreaker. No points. The winner one. Okay. Who is Gryffindor's Quidditch captain? Beep! The die by hair. Angela Johnson. Woo! Oh, oh shit. Angelina. Yeah. God damn okay. it. She corrected it? herself. I was going to say no, and she corrected damn it. herself. I actually knew that one. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I mean, I'm not ready because Bajai gets to go. No, we, get to, we go to the next week now. That was two questions. Oh, yeah. man. I almost gave you a point for that. Jesus. No, I get a point. No, you don't get no, shit. That's a tiebreaker question. Go- Oh yeah, I forgot it was a tiebreaker. I was so excited. You didn't even you didn't even get it right. <laughs> I did very aggressive. <laughs> so, this is very aggressive. Wow. Is, are we gonna get angry again this year? Is this gonna be an angry year? Look,
you got a half a point earlier for getting like extended extending ear. I think I get a half a point or get it right for Angel whatever Johnson I said. <laughs> you said Angelina Jolie. Alright, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Chapter 6, The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. Mm. We start this one with old Mrs. Weasley making the kids go off to bed. That was the cliffhanger. The result of that is she's telling them to go go to bed. And no talking. Go to bed. Go to bed. Don't talk. Don't do anything. Don't discuss the things you just heard. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So Ron and Harry are rooming together, and Ron locks the door, and Harry's like, what's up with that? And he's like, this crazy house elf creature, like, he will just <laughs> sneak in in the middle oh, of the night. I was like, Ron, don't. It's not me time when Harry's there. <laughs> he <laughs> sneaks in, stands in your... Did you say me time or meat time? I said me time, but... But meat time is just but like meat time. Meant. That's what I meant. Ew. So they get in bed and then the twins just apparate. Wait, what? Yeah, they. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. The twins apparate in, which is, I, I don't understand how no one hears this loud crack as they apparate in. Um, but Maybe you can like put a silencer in your apparate, apparition, I don't know. Maybe. They really need to regulate those silencers though. So yeah, so they really didn't learn much and like they've heard all this stuff before and the old extendable ears. The only thing they learned that was new was this bit about this weapon. Yeah. And they discussed like how could it be worse? Ow, ow. How could it be worse than the Avada Kedavra? The abracadabra. And they're like, maybe it kills a lot of people. <laughs> oh my god, a million avacadabras. Just saying. But the but the like the grown-ups are all like creeping around. Molly comes up and listens at the door and they just hear people walking back and forth all night. It seems like they're they're just not gonna get any 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 chatting in. So they go to bed. Damn. I know, right? Creature's also very creepy. He is, he's a creeper. So the next Next morning, they start their new mission, cleaning up Ooh. the ancient house of black. So they go, there's this <laughs> secret. Can there be a sud- montage? Is there a montage? I was going to say secret society. Oh. That's my secret. That's my secret cleaning group. So they're, they're kind of a montage, sort of. But so there are, there's this drawing room that's all filthy and full of bad stuff. Um, apparently there's a curtain that's full of doxies. Hey, no, yeah. And uh, Molly gives them all bottles of doxyside. Oh, that sounds sad. Yeah. And uh, and they're they're like about to have at it when Sirius comes in and um, he's carrying a big bag of dead rats. Oh, what? Oh, I get <laughs> And uh, apparently Buckbeak is staying up in his mom's room and uh, he was about to go mm. feed it. I'm sure his mom would be very happy that a uh, hippogriff is staying in her room. I think that's why Sirius has it there. He's this is his revenge. Uh, there's that one desk that's all rattly and stuff, and they think that it's a bogart, but they are going to wait for Mad Eye Moody to show up because he can just look and see. I wonder if Mad Eye can tell what it looks like. Interesting, because you know, no one knows what a, a, a bogart looks like. Yeah, but I guess he would. It's true. Anyway, so they all start spraying the curtain. 
hands and like the they all get high the doxies come flying out they have like oh, no. thick black hair they have oh. forearms they're beetle beetle-like ah. wings and needle sharp teeth don't like that at all and, uh, molly's like just spray them in the face and then throw them into this bucket which is which these thing <laughs> it's just it just seems very sad. It does. Also, like, if they're as gross as cockroaches, I'm not throwing cockroaches in a bucket. I am I am throwing them out the window. They're like little people, though. I don't know. They're, they're, yeah. They, yeah, it's kind of weird. they're like little It's very pixies. weird that they're human Yeah. Forearms does not make them that much less human. Just because they've got thick black hair. I think the hair covers them. I think they're covered in hair. Anyway, the twins steal one to do nefarious experiments on. Which is nice. Uh, again, questionable. So sociopathic. Yeah. So they they are explaining to Harry that they're making these double sided chews for their skiving snack boxes. Shoes. Chews. Chews. Okay. But okay. Yeah, you like don't all like how they double sided. Well, you eat one side and you start barfing, and then once you've barfed enough, then you eat the other side, and then you stop barfing. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, same thing with the nosebleeds and and whatnot. So one side makes you sick, and the other side fixes you. They don't have premises yet, but the joke shop is still going, and they're currently doing mail order. It's really things are things are looking great. The old Weasley twins. Nothing bad will ever happen That's to pretty them. Pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so this. Why do you have to say that? (laughs) It's fun. Uh, Mundungus shows up. And uh, he, right. he's got a bunch of dodgy cauldrons, and Mrs. Weasley is super pissed that he's taking his stolen goods. You want here. those thick bottom cauldrons? I'm just saying. He's, I mean, they're shoddy. Who knows? Who knows what's up with them? They fell off the back of a broom or whatever. So they're they're like, oh, Mundungus, you're cool. Um, that's when Creature walks into the room uh, when Molly's off downstairs, I guess, talking, yelling at Mundungus. So Creature walks in, and this is the first time we actually see him. He's got big tufts of white hair that come out of his ears. And he's got like a snout-like nose. His inner monologue is actually on the outside. Oh, that's charming. Yeah. So he's like, oh, these mud bloods and blood traders and blah, blah, blah. And he's just really saying mean things about everybody under his breath. Seems like a really, really nice house elf. My poor mistress would be so so upset. You do a very good creature. Thank you. Yeah, that's actually, that's, I feel like I'm there. Yeah. So, at this point, Sirius comes in. He hates creature too. Or sorry, creature hates him too, uh, but still has to like listen to him and pretend that, you know, he doesn't hate his guts. But apparently creature keeps showing up in these places because he like he's like stick stealing stuff and like bringing it to his room so it doesn't get thrown out. Like, you know, I who would throw out this nice vial of blood? I mean, not me, but I'm I'm a sentimental person. Mm-hmm. That is a very nice vial of blood. Yeah. What else could you have done with that? Is it Angelina Jolie's? Maybe. Or is it Billy Bob Thornton's? Probably. Oh, wow, that's a good throwback. Yeah, girl. I was going to say, just go on Pinterest. You could probably make some sort of lovely collage or holder of some sort. Necklace. Yes. Like you mentioned. I'd be, be able to. Hermione's like, why don't we just set Creature free? That'll fix him. Yeah, okay, Hermione. But they're like, no, he knows too much. 
We can't let him free. You go right to the Dark Lord. Also in this room, there's a tapestry. It's a magical family tree. A rich tapestry of history and love. It it kind of is. It's the whole black family tree. And Harry's like, but serious, where are you? And he's like, oh, this burn mark over here used to be me. (laughs) When he ran away from home when he was 16, uh, they burned him off. And Harry's like, whoa, you ran away from home? Where'd you go? And he's like, oh, I want to stay with your dad so that and then once he turned 17 he bought his own place because his uncle Alfred or something like that gave him a bunch of money his uncle also blasted off the, ta- the tapestry mm. and we they talk a bunch about the tapestry and his little brother is named Regulus yeah interesting his parents liked Regulus much more than him because he was a good little good little dark boy <laughs> but uh, he even joined the Death Eaters but then when he realized like how very, very evil they were. He kind of got cold feet and he wanted to back out and then they murdered him. Because you Mur- don't you don't leave the Death Eaters. You don't double cross the double crossers. So, you know, Harry's just marveling at this and he's like, oh yeah, Tonks should be on here, but she was blasted off. So it was her mother, who is Sirius's favorite cousin. Uh, they've all been blasted mm. off. And then he's, he finds the Malfoys on there. Damn. What? Yeah. I am shocked. The purebreds are my surprise many people yeah serious is like pretty much if you're pure blood you're on here uh you won't find the weasleys because they're a bunch of blood traders <laughs> but we're de- they're definitely like my third cousins or whatever a bunch of blood traders mm-hmm. nothing for the weasleys by throwing away all that blood and then harry sees bella bellatrix lestrange on there who he remembers from the trial and the pensive i do remember that and harry's I do like believe you mean the pensive the pensive and harry's like wow there's a bunch of really fucking evil people on here and Sirius is like, that's not my fault. And he like snaps at him and gets really mad. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just hate being in this house. I'm sorry to all of you. Yeah, he really hates it in here. But it is a great place for the Order of the Phoenix because apparently his dad was like crazy paranoid. So every kind yeah, of anti-muggle jinx and thing is it's unplottable and all that stuff. Well, maybe then don't get a fucking house in the middle of a muggle neighborhood. Well, it's, he, he did it so that no one could find it. Where you would least expect it, Bajaya. Yeah. Um, but Sirius just really wants to like do something helpful and useful and he can't. Um, so he's majorly bummed out. He's very, I would say that he's being very useful, but that's just me. He feels very isolated. Mm. It's almost like this is a theme in the book that we've discussed before. Yeah. Uh, and Harry's like, Sirius, if I get expelled, can I come and live with you? And Sirius would probably like that very much. So they spend the rest of the afternoon cleaning out the drawing room and it's full of tons of really dark shit, half of which tries to kill them. And they like describe like just many ways where they almost die. There's like a music box that like is making them all fall asleep when Ginny closes it. And some robes try to strangle somebody else. And that's a montage I would definitely watch. That sounds like a fun Scooby-Doo type activity Mm. thing. Yeah. With the, Benny Hill music. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just like that. The so people or the order people keep coming in and out, um, but they never really learn much because they're they're not they're not giving the kids any info still. But like Harry's having fun for the first time all summer. Like he's he's keeping himself busy and he's not thinking about oh god oh yeah he still has to do this hearing. And uh, teenagers just need discipline. That's all it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. 
So he's just make him clean a bunch. He's got a lot of anxiety, and the only time you know when he's not busy, he just worries about this thing. And then we realize that oh man, the next morning's his hearing. Oh. He wasn't yeah. worried about that, though. He was like, I'm going to rule it. Don't you worry about me. I'm a white male. I'm going to be fine, guys. Man, white males, right? They're the worst. <laughs> so, and then, but this is when he finds out that he's like, oh, yeah, Dumbledore was here last night. You know, and Harry's like, he was here. He didn't even say hi to me. He's, he gets all sad again. Aww. He is busy. That's so sad, though. Sh- shut the fuck up, Harry. He's busy. He's, like, trying to defeat Voldemort. He's he's ignoring Harry. He couldn't even leave, like, he couldn't even leave, like, a note under his door, like, miss nothing. you. Exo, nothing. So. so some new things. We, we've heard about Creature before, but I believe this is the first time we see Creature. Yeah. And um, get into his special brand of, of weirdness. Nutterness. Wait, did you say sea creature? Sea creature? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen sea creatures before. True. Mermaids and mermen. Merfolk. We find out that Sirius has a little brother named Regulus. It probably won't come up again. I don't no. think so. Regulus A. Black. And I'm sure it won't come up again. And then in this, that room full of dark, you know, uh, is full of dark artifacts. One of them was a heavy locket that they couldn't seem to open. Huh. And I don't know if... But I mean, like, just chuck them in the pile with the useless shit, you know? Yeah. Who knows? That probably won't come up either. Meh. So those are the new things. Um, questions. Is it really cool for the twins to be experimenting on doxies? No. That's the sign of sociopathy. Well, I mean, we experiment on beagles, so... They're like little people, and, and like, we don't experiment on them. Terrible Wait, what are you talking about, companies and... Yeah, I don't experiment scientists. on them. And also, if, if, a, and if an individual person starts experimenting on their individual dog, then we start crying, then we start filing That's them true. away as people who are probably going to murder well, us hopefully, all. you know, they are following some kind of magical creature, venom, or toxic substance extracting guideline? We kind of saw this behavior with the garden gnomes too, though, right? Yeah, like they're, they're just, just throwing them. Like, kicking them and punting them and spinning them around and stuff. I think it's supposed to be funny. I think it uh, is too, but it kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, double-sided shoes. I'm... I question this idea. Like, because it sounds like it's like a stick of gum or whatever, and half of it is... Yeah. At first I thought yeah. it was like the top half and bottom half, and I was like, that's dumb, but it's probably just like one half the other half, like when you get... It's, so what if you like accidentally eat the wrong side first or just like um eat more than one half like yeah. is there a line that you see like i'm sure there's a line i'm but guessing there's gonna, a line or color difference yeah you're gonna bite you're gonna get a little bit too much of one side yeah why wouldn't they okay question why wouldn't they package them like as like a two-sided thing like you know how you had you know how you had uh what were those do you remember those like pixie well, they were pixie sticks they were like the dipping sticks yeah, where yeah, yeah. you had the packet that had the two different flavors. So one side had like grape and the other side had mm-hmm. cherry. Why wouldn't you have like a thing that's one packet but it's two sides? So you just take one candy out of one side that says vomit and then a candy on the other side that says not vomit and like has a smiling person on it as opposed to a vomiting person. I feel like they need some help with their uh, 
their conceptualization, yeah, of their, they maybe need a designer because they're, they're maybe the masterminds, but maybe their actual practical, uh, you know, application is, is lacking. I, right. they need a Tim Gunn of the candy world, you're saying. Yes. Because at first I was like, maybe, but then it doesn't make sense. So I was like, maybe they're like the, what are the, what's the thing that turns Violet Beauregard Violet where it's she like eats the thing gum? that's a full, it's like a the full meal. Yeah. It's like a uh, gum, but it goes through the, it goes through the full, the full cycle. Mm-hmm. I like this though because this gives you the option of being vomity for as long as you need to be vomity. This doesn't give you a specific amount of time, Cinderella style. I also don't like. I mean, how if you're like how severe is the vomiting? Because you know while you're vomiting, you can't really stuff shit into exactly. your mouth. Exactly. What, what if you accidentally throw it up? Yeah, and then you're just throwing up perpetually forever. Oh God! And they—I know they experimented these things on themselves first. So until they had it, all the kinks worked out. How long were they vomiting for? And did Molly never get concerned? Like, did they just magically disappear all the vomit that they had in their room? Probably. I don't know. I feel like teenage boys can probably hide in their room for a long time. And she was like, "I don't know what. I don't want to know what they were doing in there." She probably wasn't thinking they were vomiting, but she probably just didn't want to go in there. It's yeah. true. That many kids too. Meat time. Yes. <laughs> So it could just be meat time. Inbreeding, that's got to be an issue, right? Ugh, yeah. Oh, that's like a, I feel like that's like a very, you know, high-end, well-off, old money family situation in any any sort of reality. I'm sure there's like, yeah, like the British, all the royal families of Europe having some kind of problem. It's, I feel like that's like, I mean, I know that they blame, I don't know how true it is now. I'd probably have to do more reading, but I know forever they blamed the um, hemophilia that was in Victoria's line on inbreeding. I wonder if they would have anything like that. I just uh, listened to last podcast on the left where they said that, I think they said that whatever people have been saying for a long time, that hemophilia came from, like, one side. The side that it came from didn't really come from that side or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it technically good, came I think it came from, like, the Habsburgs or something like that. But still. Yeah. Hmm. Inbreeding. When you yeah. narrow your gene, when you narrow any pool, the good stuff you get to choose from gets smaller. So your odds of getting the bad stuff is higher. So I think the inbreeding is probably not great. Maybe that's why the Malfoy's uh, hair is so white. Could be. And that they're so evil. That's right. Who knows? There's that. There's the inbred evil thing. That's my whole chapter. It's a good chapter. Thanks. That, uh, thank you, Michael. We yeah, learned a lot of you. new things. We did. We learned all about inbreeding. I can't. Listen, listen, guys, this is our 100th episode. What? Can you even believe it? No. I can't. 100? This is our 100th. We've talked, we've talked about this book 100 separate times with each other. It's crazy. Yes. That's bananas. It's our 100th, so we're celebrating 100th episode, and this comes out on 4th of July, so we're celebrating America's Independence Day also. So, double celebration. 100 episodes. Sorry, Harry, Harry, and family co we're our own people our own messed up <laughs> we are 100 weeks people. old 100 oh we're 100 <laughs> this is our centennial or something like that not quite but you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. so thank you to all our listeners yeah. for listening and tuning in and supporting us and uh, listening to us for a hundred whole episodes that's crazy yeah that's amazing that is actually crazy that's amazing yeah we started our uh this podcast two years a little over two years ago man when we were little wee little babes little babies just and little, was still little noobers back when some of us were still in their 20s <laughs> 
Oh my god! Some of us were still in their twenties. Hey, that's I'm not looking, me. I'm looking off. I'm looking off wistfully, wistfully into the past. I was so young uh, and naive. Anyway. Yeah, that's amazing. So thank you, and thank you, Michael and Sarah, for being on this podcast with me. It's been a lot of fun. Aww, and now it has to come to an end. Goodbye. Oh, oh, but just today, right? <laughs> just. Just joking. Yeah, we'll no, be back next we, week. We have to talk no. about a black family tree. I know, I know. We're, All right, well, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. To celebrate 100. Hello, you beautiful Michael and you beautiful Sarah. Thank you, you beautiful Bajaya. Hello, beautiful Bajaya. <laughs> Would you like to learn more about the black family tree that we saw and heard about in the chapter recap that beautiful Michael did? Yeah. I find that genealogy is the best way to celebrate 100 of anything. Yeah, especially genealogy of a racist family. Let's get into it. There are some <laughs> so, there are some good eggs in there. There's a good one or two. Yeah. So we're if you go to Pottermore, um they have the whole black family tree and you can click on like each individual person and kind of gives you a small blurb there are a lot of people so we're just gonna go through from phineas and jealous to where we stand today with Sirius and regulus and blah 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 blah. sounds good if you will allow me i will so phineas and jealous was the former headmaster of Hogwarts, and he had um, two portraits, that one that lives in Dumbledore's office and one that lives in Grimmauld Place. Oh, nice. We will, um, we will I think, come across the, his portrait in Grimmauld Place later uh, in the book. Yeah, he's not the friendliest of fellows, but does help out, help out Harry um, sometimes in the days to come. And his wife... His wife. His wife. His wife. Her name is Ursula Flint. That she could be an early relative of Marcus Flint, the captain of the Slytherin Quidditch team during Harry's Hogwarts Dave, a days. Mm. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. So it, uh, that's it, really. The name Flint was also part of the Sacred 28 families. Or the Sacred 28 names that um, shit, J.K. Rowling had jotted down in her... Notebook? Yes, I think. That's, yeah, I think so. If not, the Sacred 28 means the Sacred 28 purebred families. One or the other, I don't remember. So, their kids were, get this, Sirius Black. What? Mm-hmm. But not the one that we know. There's oh. actually a Sirius Black that was um, brothers with Nigellus, uh, Phineas Nigellus. Really? It's a good old family name. Yeah. So, his kids were Sirius Black, Phineas Black, Cygnus Black, Belvina Black, and Arcturus Black. We got some good names up in there. Yes. Another Sirius, one of Phineas's children. We don't really know that much about his children, but, you know, they were probably all Slytherins and uh, were all a bit rude, it says. <laughs> Sirius was married to Hester Gamp, and the last name Gamp reminds of, of Ulick Gamp, who Gamp, who was the first minister of magic. Wow. And Wait. Gamp's Law of Transfiguration. Wow. So they got some real good stuff back in there. Yeah, so Phineas Black was named after his father, Phineas Nigellus, was burned out of his family tapestry for supporting muggle rights. I can't. Can you believe it? I can't. Oh, well, he was trying to support muggles' rights. That's nice. Yeah, so his other son was Cygnus and ended up being Sirius Black, our Sirius Black's great-great-grandfather. And Cygnus in Latin means swan. swan. Yeah. So he was married to... Just like the constellation. Yeah. 
I didn't know that, but good job. So he was married to Violetta Bolstrode, which maybe was... Oh. Maybe was... Millicent? Yeah, related to Millicent Bolstrode. Hmm. And they would go on to have four children. Mazeltoff. One of their children, Marius Black, was a squib. What? Whoa, which means that she was burned off the fucking tapestry. Yeah, That's rough. It. Yeah. Blech. So the third child was, or fourth child, yeah, fourth child was Belvina Black. He, she married Herbert Burke, and the couple had two sons and one daughter, but they kind of remain a mystery. Herbert Burke is, you know, one of Bergen and Bor- Burke's, Borgen and Burke's, kind of last name the same, um, but we don't know if there's any relation. Interesting. And then the last kid was named Arcturus Black. Hmm. His name would go on to be the middle name of Regulus Black, Sirius's brother. Wow. Regulus Arcturus Black. Very cool. His uh, uh, name is also a star in the constellation of Boots, which what? means herdsman in Greek. That's cool. Yeah, and Arcturus was married to Lysandra, and they went on to have three kids. Their turn, their daughter, Cedrella Black, was burned out of the family tapestry for marrying a blood traitor. Oh. A Weasley. Septimus oh, Weasley. No. What? Oh, Septimus. Yeah. You know, he was born seventh or something. Maybe. It says, yes, a Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Yaxley is also familiar to us. Um, Corbin Yaxley was one of Voldemort's most noted Death Eaters. So the family line goes down from Cygnus and Violetta. They had uh, Pollux Black. Cassiopella Black, Marius Black, and uh, Charles, oh, Doria Black, sorry. So, Pollux Black. I feel Black. bad. I feel bad for, like, Kyle Black. <laughs> <laughs> Pollux Black um, married Irma Crab and had three kids. Ooh, like Irma Crab, Crab and Goyle? Obviously. Yeah, maybe they're, like, related to the crabs. It seems entirely likely that the pureblood obsessed blacks would allow a crab to marry. So, it's not like. They're like, oh, you can marry into the black family because you're pure blood, but you're still, like, below us, it seems like, what they're doing. Which, this means that Sirius Black's grandmother was a crab. Hmm. So, Cassiopeia Black, uh, it's also a name shared with the constellation. Um, she was known queen from Greek mythology and boasted for her beauty. Um, but anyway, but Cassiopeia would have been, oh, wait. Andromeda is who in the black tree? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I can't remember. Well, oh, uh, she, Andromeda oh, is yeah. Tonks' mom, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cassiopeia would have been her aunt, which means Andromeda is also named after Constellation. And in Greek mythology, Cassiopeia was the mother of Princess Andromeda. Yeah, Cassiopeia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was put in a chair and forced to be upside down. It's like a W in the night sky. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, then there's, she, Cassiopeia never married. Um, but Marius Black was another unfortunate family member. We already said he was a squib, so he got burned off. Yeah, so we, we don't really know that much about her, but about him. Doria Black was the youngest one, and he, she married Charles Potter, and they had one son. A Potter? A Potter! What? Could it be that James and Sirius were related in some way? We don't know, but I mean, they're... There are only so many uh, pureblood families, and there has to be a Potter connection, right? So maybe they were sure. all related. Who even knows? So then, the con- then comes 
Orion, Black. There's a lot of constellations. I mean, and Sirius is also a constellation, obviously. That's yeah. interesting. Orion Black, who married, or wait, Walbecca Black, who married her cousin, Orion Black. Alfred Black, Cygnus Black, and Japella something. So, Warbella Black, obviously, married her cousin. She is Sirius Black's mother. The series that we know, and she was long dead by the time Harry came around. She hated Muggleborns and Blood Traders, like you, you do. Like of course you do. Of course. Like you do, like you do, like you do. Yeah, Orion Black was Sirius Black's father, so they're just, they're technically related, it says. I mean, they are like second or third cousins, but come on. And he says, anything to keep the family pure blood, apparently. No. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Alfred Black. <laughs> Uh, who is Sirius's uncle. He was another unfortunate family member who was burned off uh, because he gave a decent bit of gold to Sirius when he ran away from home. So Aww. that will get you burned off too. Then there's Cygnus Black. Ah! Another Cygnus or same Sorry. Cygnus? Another Cygnus. Oh, those are not the things I wanted. She, he was also Sirius Black's uh, uncle and father to Narcissa, Bellatrix, and, and Andromeda. Hmm. And his uh, wife was Druella Rozier. So, obviously, the Rozier. I think this is the part of the Sacred 28. So, Sacred 28 is the 28 original pureblood family. Oh. So, Rozier. Yeah. And then um, it says the Black family certainly attempted to tick off a lot on that list. And then they had three daughters. And then the last line of that family tree that we're following is obviously Sirius, who we already know. Regulus, who is Sirius's brother. And he has his own ba- unique backstory that we'll come to later. But he was a, he was following a traditional black path of being a proud Slytherin and joined Voldemort's lot and blah, blah, blah. Bellatrix Black, who we'll also get to know later. Um, but she was a Voldemort follower. Her she was married to Rodolphus Lestrange. Lestrange, I don't know. And he was sentenced to Azkaban with Bellatrix and Dremeda Black, who is Tonks's mother, and she was burned off the family tree for marrying a Muggleborn named Ted Tonks. Oh, Ted! Mm, no, Ted and- Tonks. Ted, could you imagine Ted Tonks giving a TED talk? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Tonks giving a TED Talks about Tonka Tonka Trucks. Hi there, this is Ted Tonks. This is my TED Talk. Okay, try continue. So he, you won't see him on the Black Family tapestry because you can't have a Muggleborn. Oh, he's a Muggleborn wizard, yeah. So you can't have him on the family tree. But you know, he's happy, family, proud for being a wizard. So he's like, "Fuck you, Black Family tree." And given, then there's given Narcissa. a very inspirational thirty-minute talk to a bunch of elite. You know, Silicon Valley folk. He's very happy. Um, and then there's Narcissa Black, who was married to Lucius, and they have a child named Draco. Ew. And we all know those. Yeah, so there are a Draco. bunch of other people, if you really want to learn more about the Black family tree. The write-up they have for each of them is pretty, like, it's, some of them is funny. So if you want to check it out, you should go to Pottermore and search for the Black family tree. And the interactive tree is pretty cool. That is pretty I'm cool. I'm check that out. Yeah, you should. I'm going to. You should. Do you think that, I will. Do you think that makes it so much easier than like Ancestry.com where you're like, I think this is my ancestor. I don't know. And so instead of it's like instead of 23andMe, it's like 28andMe because it's the 28 pure blood families or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So You're yeah, welcome. so one of the people it didn't come up in the line that I said was his aunt Eladora that started the tradition of beheading house elves. Mm. Oh for no! When they got too old. Oh yeah, because they yeah. haven't hanging up in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also had. He also out of all the names that I've said, like Iola and Casapia and Andromeda, he also had a Bob <laughs> <laughs> because he was a Muggle. Oh boy! And his wife Iola was one of the first people to be burnt off the family tapestry for marrying Bob. Bob Hitchens, <laughs> but. I think my favorite name is um, Pollux. P-O-L-L-U-X. I had to have one of those removed once. (laughs) (laughs) That's not actually true. Uh, But, yep, that's the Black Tree, and I really encourage all of you to go check it out on Pottermore. We are not sponsored by Pottermore.com, but we should be. Thank you, Vajaya. Thanks, Vajaya. That's awesome. You're just like you're just like that guy who tells celebrities about their ancestors. You should have your own show where, on PBS. Where I'm from, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week, guys. Hey, happy guys, 100. Happy 100. Yeah. Let's take the shot. Oh, that was, that was a very strong shot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that fire whiskey. <laughs> nice work. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for You're a Wizardary. Our editor is Alan Matthews. Podcast art by Jesse Carlton and music by Sean Fagan. Want to help out? Leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Want to get in touch? Email us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm Thrifty Nerd, and these other two are Her Lady Tompkins and Ethnic Ninja. I'll let you figure out which is which. <laughs> this week, we discuss Chapter 6, The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. We talk about the Black family tree. We... The Quizich Cup continue... Oh, no, I'm starting over. <laughs> This. <laughs> That's it. I did it. Yeah, it's good. That yeah. was better than the first time. Yeah. No, the first time was perfect. If you ask me. <laughs> All right. Week six. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> By the way, my sister says, my sister who's watching says, because my, my cousin apparently is with her watching this and says, Connor remembers the argument about Hermione. (laughs) (laughs) Connor remembers this argument. Also, I love that dad's voice is Dumbledore's. And also, Connor asks, isn't a doxy a prostitute? Apparently, a doxy is, in fact, um, a Uh. prostitute or a mistress, according to uh, the dictionary. Little fun, little fun fact there. I feel like JK just likes to slip in innuendos from time to time in the books. Yeah. I appreciate that. I like it. It's nice. I appreciate it.